Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Alley, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, November 14th, 2016. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. Well, some things have happened since I've been gone the last few weeks. What a what a, what a few weeks it's been. Um, actually, not few. It should be two. What a couple of weeks this has been, for sure. Um, gosh, where do we even begin? The move is done for the most part. Uh, there are a lot of, I call them odds and ends at the other house. Uh, you know, memorabilia, you know, a lot of childhood stuff for, for me up in the attic. I haven't even touched the attic yet. I haven't touched the offices, the office closet because there's so much stuff in there. And uh, my kid uh, really hasn't even touched his room. Well, he's touched it. There's a path. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a while before everything is out of that house and uh, including being out of that house would be Gandalf. Uh Gandalf is still in that house. He is the only animal still inside. Uh, it was a disaster, a complete and utter disaster trying to move him. He was the first cat that I wanted to move because I knew how difficult he was going to be. I just, <laughs> I knew it. And I've been grooming this cat for the last five months in anticipation of a move. Um, Gandalf was born under my bed, but he has all the feral parts of both of his parents. So getting to pet him is almost like an act of Congress. I can pet him only when I fed him in the mornings. So every morning he'd jump up and I'd give him his food and I'd pet him a few times. I'd grab him by the scruff of the neck so he'd get used to me lifting him up by the scruff. Everything was fine. Everything was going as planned. The Friday morning uh, we got up and we were going to start moving the animals over and nothing changed in our routine. Absolutely nothing. But I'll be damned if that cat did not come out from under the bed. I knew right then and there that somehow he knew that we were moving. I could not, <laughs> could not believe it. And when the time came, we tried getting them. It failed. And we tried a few more times and it failed. And I finally, we finally cornered him to a point where I was able to pick him up by the scruff. And we were trying to lower him into the carrier. But he kept putting his feet out you know, to stop him. So not thinking, not thinking at all. All I do is I wanted that cat in that damn carrier. I put my hand down to move the carrier. And that's when he made his move. He bit my left index finger so hard, it went all the way to the bone. And all the years, in all the years I've had cats, indoors and outdoors, not one has ever bitten me. None. I've never had one cat bite, ever until now. Holy crap. I dropped that cat. He took off and it took everything in. I mean, I cried. <laughs> what else was I going to do? And this was by the time we even got to that point, we started trying moving all the animals that morning. By the time we got to that point, it was already seven, eight o'clock Friday night. And urgent care was already closed and we were moving. We, I had to go get the 
um, U-Haul the next morning. And um, thank God our two neighbors, uh, Melissa and Steve, were kind enough to help my son and I because nobody else would. Um, so it was us four who were going to be moving. And they cleared their schedule for that Saturday, and I wasn't about to change anything. So I just wrapped my finger up as well as I could, and we moved. And to say that it's, it was very swollen, a complete understatement. Um, I did finally go to urgent care on Sunday and got a very long lecture from the doctor about, you know, indoor cats even have 130 different types of bacteria, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, two different types of antibiotics I'm on. I'm still taking them. I should be done Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in there by taking them. And my finger, it does look better. Um, there's still two Hugangus scabs on there, and it's still, it's still sore. So that little blank, blank, blank is still at the other house. And anytime I show up there, because I've been showing up there every day, twice a day, um, to feed the outdoor animals, I course feed him and I peek under the bed and there he is and he says nothing to me he just looks at me like I will kill you just that uh, just that same look he's going to give me so I do not know what I'm going to do none zilch on the flip side Charlie the long-haired black the long-haired black outdoor cat is very excited every time I show up so it's just a matter of time before I take him into the vet and then bring him here. I have to have money to do that. And the move, I spent it all. I think I have $2.58 to last me until payday, which is the 20th. So, um, yeah, he's not going to the vet. Not in this next week anyways. But, uh, yeah. What else happened? Well, I'm, I'm at the house. You can probably hear the dryer in the background. Uh, this is a huge house and we really didn't bring a whole lot of furniture with us. And I have no office furniture. My office, which is upstairs, is empty. <laughs> I mean, it's completely empty. There's nothing in there. I have no bookshelves to put all my books on. Nothing. So I am downstairs next to the kitchen and in front of, I guess, I mean, what Kyle and I have ter- determined is the sitting room. When he first would walk into the house, this is where you could sit and talk and gather and have a drink. This is the sitting room, which is off the kitchen. Um, but to the left of the sitting room is a huge butt living room. And off the huge butt living room is a, uh, well, we just made it into a bedroom. It's a bedroom. And that's where he's at. And then you go upstairs and then you have my bedroom and then attached to the cat room. Oh, yeah, they have a cat room. There's an old kitchen upstairs because this, even though it's a farmhouse, at one time it was actually separated into a duplex. So the old kitchen's still up there. So you have the kitchen. And then I got a huge butt bathroom upstairs. And then I have where I'm going to put my office. <coughs> I was going to put my office where the cat room is, but the cats took over the cat room. So there we go. Until... I get something, some sort of office equipment so I can go upstairs like a desk. I'll be down here in the sitting room area next to the kitchen. So you'll probably hear dryers, animals, whatnot uh, in the background for God knows how long while I'm doing these podcasts. Uh, What else happened? Oh, well, uh, Donald Trump got elected to uh, president. He's president-elect of the United States. 
uh, you know, it's it's interesting because there's a lot of shock and awe. Oh my God, I can't believe he won. But if and no, I didn't vote for him. If you pay, if anyone would have paid attention, the, the shock and awe people. If you would have paid attention to what was going on around you, it's not a surprise that he won. Um, the majority of people who voted for him are sick of the status quo and Clinton represented the status quo. Um, so we'll see what he does. Uh, we'll just see. That's all I can say. Um, I, I did cry. I'm not going to lie. I did cry. Um, that morning when I woke up and I saw the results of the presidency, I, I allowed myself to cry for 15 minutes and I allowed myself to feel crappy, uh, until the preschool kids got on my bus. The high school kids, they don't really talk to me anyway. It doesn't matter. But when I was going to get elementary and preschool, I told myself, I am not going to feel crappy for these kids. They just, they don't deserve it. So I didn't. And I have not allowed myself to feel crappy about that since that point in time. And I'm not going to. Um, I have been thinking a lot about being part of the change instead of looking for other people to be the change. And I go along. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. Um, I keep tossing up going into politics. Um, I'm definitely not the status quo. I do have brains. I am personable. I can get along with other people. I can negotiate. Um, it's just, and do I want to be a Democrat? I'm, I'm, I don't know if anybody else feels this way as I do, but I'm sorely disappointed in the Democratic Party. Um, I think they, they let everybody down. I, that's my opinion. It doesn't necessarily reflect anybody else's. That's my opinion, and I own it. Um, so maybe I would run for some sort of political office as an independent. Where I keep thinking there should be a brand new political party. <clears throat> you know how the, those T people broke off from the Republican, I mean, they're part of the Republican Party, but they're the T party. I mean, why don't we have a people's party? Because if you think about it, government doesn't talk for, for people anymore. They talk for corporations. That's the problem. That's the whole problem. And yeah, I'm going to go a little bit longer about this. People keep trying to change. Let's see, how, how can I put this? The way the political system is, it's a box. You've got the bottom, which is the lobbyists, and you have the House of Representatives and the Senate who make up the sides of the box. Um, you have the president who gets plopped in the middle of that box. And you have the people who are the lid of the box. Okay. The problem is the people, the lid, is trying to change what we drop inside the box. Whomever drops inside of that box honestly doesn't matter if the box itself doesn't change. So what we have with lobbyists, that has to change. The people who are not for the people in the House of Representatives and the Senate, that has to change. And then the person in the middle will change and work for the people. 
the president can't change what's below him. You understand me? He can't, he or she cannot change the House of Representatives, cannot change the Senate. However, the House of Representatives and the Senate can change the president. So we have to start at the bottom and work up, not the top and work down. So I want to be part of the bottom and work up. So if everybody wants to help me, <laughs> think of something, uh, alithees at yahoo.com. Drop me an email. Let me know. Hey, I'm putting it out there. I mean, what the hell, right? Um, what else? <clears throat> Nobody really answered my one question survey about the Soul Terrific webinar. So I'm going to pick something because it obviously doesn't matter to you guys. It must only matter to me. So I will pick something and let you know what I pick. All right. After all that, the tarot overview of the week. My Oracle decks are still packed. And I got no clue what box they're in. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the Angel Tarot by uh, Doreen Virtue and Raleigh Valentine. And hopefully I will be able to find the three cards that I pick online and then I can take those pictures and put them there so you can see them. It probably, the pictures probably won't happen of the reading until sometime later Monday. Monday's going to be a very full day for me. So I'll try to get to it later later on on Monday. Okay, so what happens here with the tarot overview is I pick three cards. And you guys think card one, card two, or card three. I turn that card over. And whatever the card is the overview of is your energy overview for the week. You got all that? And today I'm going to play, I'm going to play some sort of chants. Gregorian chants. Yeah. Um, for the 30 seconds while you guys pick either card number one, card number two, or card number three. Get ready. Okay, what'd you pick? Card number one, card number two, or card number three? I picked card two, just to let you know. And the, I'm using the deck on my phone, so you have, to, you have to excuse me. If you pick card one, you pick the seven of fire. And it's all about defending your beliefs and decisions. You want to stand your ground and choose your battles wisely. All right. If you picked card number two, <coughs> excuse me, you picked the King of Earth. It's all about a successful time. Confidently accept opportunities you're offered. The Midas Touch. Oh, yeah, I picked a good card. So <laughs> that's card number two. And if you pick card number three, nope, I just did. There we go. Come on, give me the right card. There we go. Card number three, you picked the Emperor. Organization and logic, structure and discipline. It's time for leadership. So, again, first card was the Seven of Fire. Second card was the King of Earth. 
And the third card was the Emperor. Now, I failed to mention the supermoon. If you do not have a chance to see the absolutely huge supermoon, and let me tell you, out here on the farm, because <coughs> that's what I call this place now, the farm, um, there's no light, there's no nothing, so the kid and I can see the stars perfectly, and we saw the supermoon perfectly and flipping huge. <laughs> if you do not have a chance to take advantage of the supermoon, and when I say take advantage, I mean writing out your intentions for the next Oh, a few months. What do you want? Make sure you write it in red ink. Make sure you write it in a positive nature. Take that piece of paper, write it down, fold it up, stick it in the windowsill. If you have a crystal, stick the crystal on top of it and leave it there for a few days. Um, so if you did not do the supermoon, do it on the supermoon, which was you know late Sunday night, early Monday morning. The power of the full moon usually lasts two days after the actual full moon. So you would have Monday night and Tuesday night to do that. So hop on it. Because <laughs> this is the biggest supermoon we've had in, what, 74 years? It's big. It's big. It's got a lot of power behind it. So think wisely before you put down your intentions. Okay, the question and answer of the week. <clears throat> One of my um, patron supporters sent one in and remember if you want a guaranteed read um support me on patreon the url is in the show's notes so the question is this i had a weird dream about a girl named t i haven't seen since we were teenagers look and they were looking at me with so much hate interrupting my dream could you tell me more what comes up Thank you, and I hope you're doing okay with the move. I know it can't be easy. If I lived closer to you, I would help you. If you would have lived closer to me, I would have allowed you to help. <laughs> uh, yeah, we still got plenty of odds and ends at the house. So, you know, you, you might be able to help still. Um, the reason this person showed up in your dream, uh, vibrating so much uh, anger towards you, is... Over the last, I'd say, three weeks at least, and mostly because of the election, there has been a lot of negativity, a lot of hate, a lot of anger, and that is it, that, that vibe that's been going around because of that. You represent the opposite of that. And unfortunately, this person, T, does not. Um even though you haven't seen each other since teenagers, what has happened since you saw one another has had, you two have had drastically different lives. And T is in with um, a lot of anger and a lot of frustration and um, a lot of hate towards other people. And it was projected out. And soul-wise, on a soul level, they understood that you were not like that. So they went towards the light, which was you. And they interrupted you because they were trying to get to the light. See, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing about hate and fear and frustration is it always goes towards the light, trying to not necessarily put out the light, that even though that's the result, but to suck in the energy, to suck in the light because it feeds them. They have a temporary um, good feeling. 
But by sucking in the light, it dulls your light, puts your light out, and gives them a boost. Okay, because even when they feel good for a few minutes, it gives them a, t a chance to breathe and then go and keep putting out the hate. So they were trying to um, grab as much of your light as they could. They can't put it out together, but that's they were trying to grab it and feel better. So that's why. I know. It's not cool. And it's going to happen to a lot of us light workers um, over the next oh, f four years at least. Is these the people who project hate and frustration, anger and fear, they will reach out. They will push out. They will try to grab onto the light because it makes them feel good. They don't understand that on a conscious level. It's the soul reaching out for the light because the soul wants to feel better. And for that moment in time, they do feel better. And then the darkness comes back. The light that they took from you is extinguished within them. And they push forward to go find another light to grab. Okay? Okay. So, interesting enough, your question and I, I wrote out the topic before I went and got your question. Uh, the topic is the three steps to dealing with hate. Because unfortunately, uh, we're going to have a lot of it. And again, my guides tell me, this is why you're writing Soulful Connections. Because of this. <clears throat> In anticipation of this. Um, of the win. Of the Trump win and the reaction to it around the world. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to have the book out, by the way. I don't know when. This, this move has totally thrown me off in every direction I can possibly think. But let's get back to the topic at hand. Hate, man, that's such a strong word. You know, it connotates negativity, blackness, maybe the devil in some circles. Uh, of course, Donald Trump and other places. It can also lend to ex-lovers, ex-spouses, parents, children, siblings, co-workers, you know, even your boss. Hate is an ugly word. It's ugly. And what comes with hate, what comes from hate is also just as ugly. Hate eats your insides. Hate removes the light from within you. It turns you into a shell of your former self. Hate is not the motivation to get out of bed. Hate is the motivation to stay in bed. Hate brings on anger. Hate brings on frustration. It raises your blood pressure. Hate has you looking at everybody like they are your enemy. Hate seems to be fueling a good section of the birth population right now. It's very disconcerting to see that many people with that much anger spouting are spouting off that much blackness and knowing that within all that hate that they spew, that their insides... The insides of these people, they're literally being eaten. They're being whittled down. Their light is dimming. We have to stop the hate. We have to replace the light. Okay? We have to stop the hate now rather than later because hate spreads like the plague. Hate is initiated by fear. As human beings, we are very easily conditioned to fear. We are bombarded at it with every angle. 
We see it in our advertisements. We see it on the news all the time. We see it in our TV programming, our cable programming. We're seeing it in our upcoming presidency. It's always fear that something we have is going to be taken from us. Fear that something we want, we are never going to get. Fear of not being included with the other cool kids. Fear of having it all and losing it all. Fear of things being stolen from us. Fear is everywhere. We are pummeled by fear. Religion shoves fear down our throats. God, if that's the deity you believe in, is really about love and acceptance and everything that is vibrant and healthy. But humans use God as a weapon of their hate. They use God to strike fear into the hearts of men, women, and children everywhere. They use fear to riddle us with guilt. They put so much power in fear that fear is able to fuel and perpetrate the spreading of the plague called hate. There's no pill we can pop. There's not a chant we can do. There's not a drink we can make, a food we can eat. The antidote that can stop hate, reverse hate, squelch the breaking down of people's light is love. Love, well, John Lennon said it best when he said, all you need is love. However, how can you get to the love when fear of others' hate pulses within you and all around you? People are scared. A lot of people are scared. Now, the answer to this is in three steps. One, be selfish. Oh, I mean it. Be selfish. Take care of yourself. Pamper yourself. Love yourself. Wear an amethyst to help keep you at peace and to promote love. Carry or place somewhere on your desk or maybe in your home, black tourlamine. And I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. Onyx or um, obsidian. Burn frankincense or sage daily if needed or weekly. Take a bath with some Epsom salts. The the frankincense or the sage and also the bath with the Epsom salts removes the negativity, removes the ickiness that will cling on you (laughs) like flies on shit when you're out and about in the world. Okay? Two, you are not responsible about how other people think or feel. Be vigilant about your surroundings because I want you to be safe, okay? But don't be vigilant about what other people think and their beliefs. The book, The Untethered Soul, that helps people, it would help you learn how to let others' feelings and your own negative feelings wash through you. If you want to be part of the change, fantastic. If you want to help change what you cannot accept, absolutely perfect. But what you shouldn't do is to be vigilant about others' thoughts and beliefs. It's up to them to change, not up to you to change them. All you can do is to present your view. Number three, love others. Be polite, even with those who don't agree with you and you do not feel deserve the politeness. Project love. Associate with those who love as you do. The more people who gather with love, the more love gathers strength, the more love can be projected. Again, another reason I'm writing the book, Soulful Connections. It is coming together, soul to soul, making those connections, because all connections are important, and promoting love to the world. Somebody always has to be the one who starts a fire to warm others. Be the fire not the ashes. 
I want to thank you for joining me here at Ask Allie. If you like this episode, please rate it and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can help have their aha moments. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find this at AskAllyPodcast.com. You can find me at AllieThies or AttaBodyExtasy.com. You guys have yourself a fantastic week, and hopefully <laughs> I will catch you guys next Monday. Again, hey, if you got any political thoughts about what I should be doing, you want to help me out, send me an email, AllieThies at Yahoo.com. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye.